This episode is sponsored by Interactive Brokers. Did you know that Interactive Brokers clients earn up to 4.83% on their uninvested, instantly available cash balances? In fact, how much interest is your broker able to pay you? Compare IBKR's ability to pay you interest of up to 4.83% to other brokers who could pay only a fraction of that. That's just one of the many reasons that clients use interactive brokers to trade stocks, options, futures, currencies, bonds, funds, and more. When placing your money with a broker, you need to make sure that your broker is secure and can endure good and bad times. IBKR strong capital position, conservative balance sheet, and automated risk controls are designed to protect IBKR and its clients from large trading losses. Their prudent and conservative risk management uniquely positions them to pay you higher interest rates with demonstrated security and financial strength. Rates, of course, are subject to change. Interactive Brokers is a member of SIPC. Visit IBKR.com slash interest rates to learn more. The Disciplined Investor is all about you, your money, and the markets. Sit back and get ready for this edition of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. This episode of The Disciplined Investor is sponsored by Horowitz & Company. If you're looking for a portfolio manager, look no further. Horowitz & Company, from seed through harvest, cultivating financial success. Yields are up. Oil's up. Stocks are up. Up, up, up. The unemployment rate is up, too. <laughs> Our guest today is Fausto Puglisi from Cyber Trading University. All this and much more on episode number 832 of the Disciplined Investor Podcast. Happy Labor Day to you. This is Andrew Horowitz. This is the Disciplined Investor Podcast. Thank you for joining me today on this uh, great end of summer as we enter into the, the rest of the year, as we say. Although we know that, of course, August and September are these squirrely, crazy, slow and trading months. I just wrote a piece to our clients and talked about how it's, it's this phenomena. It used to be that the traders were off and doing their thing in the Hamptons in New York and taking some time off, and they didn't, they didn't have any phones. They didn't have any way to talk to anybody, right, and, and, and do a trade. The tickets, they couldn't do them. They couldn't drop those tickets. They didn't have those blotters available on the trading floor, but they had to do it right there, right? There was no way. They picked up a phone maybe, but you know what? They decided the hell with it. They're spending the time on the beach in their shares out in the Hamptons, and uh, trading volumes really – really dried up dramatically. What's interesting to note is that it's the same thing now. And even though those same traders can pick up their iPhones or their computer, their tablets, and very easily make trades and be connected, because now we're in a world that work from home is a natural thing. Work from the taxi, from the Uber, from the car, from the beach, from the boat, from the, from the living room, from the toilet. You know what I'm talking about. It's work from anywhereville right now. But still, volumes are much lower during the summer. People are like, you know what? We need a break. 
And what happens during those kinds of periods is that we get a little wonkiness in the markets. We see that the volumes that slow down accentuate the moves, and oftentimes that's one of the reasons why we see things tail off. The interest and the fervor is just not there during the summer. It's kind of where we are in August. We saw big drops in the emerging markets, for example, as the dollar came up. Small caps were also on the downside. Generally a red month, a month of losses throughout August. And we come into September and uh, we see just this week or last week, we saw that the unemployment rate came in at 3.8%. Although we did see a better number in terms of how many were still coming onto the payrolls, although the last two months were, were revised lower. So there is some thought that maybe the idea that the Fed is in fact doing what they're doing is, well, slowing things down a little bit. However, there's a few things that we have to remember. One of the things that we have to think about is that there were some mass layoffs. Yellow, as an example, the company that went bankrupt. I mean, you know, tens of thousands of, of employees. Were, that could have been one of the reasons that these adjustments were made. And you would have thought that the analysts would have put those into their analysis, right? They would have put that into their assumptions. Maybe not, but we'll see. The fact is that we are in a time of volatility. There's question. We're in between whether or not the Fed's going to do something, what's going to happen with earnings. We see what's happening with China and China Evergrande and the Country Garden and all the other components of the, not only the real estate, well, the real estate related, but the developers and the lenders and the banks, they have to keep doing something every single day. The government is talking it up every day of a new transmission mechanism to try to provide stimulus into the economy. And China is definitely hurting. There's no question about that. And on the heels of that, we are now starting to see that, of, I hate to say this, but we're starting to see, at least I'm starting to see, all of a sudden an uptick in COVID infections and people that are getting this. Now, is it bad? Is it as worse as it going to be? We're going to see lockdowns? No. But China is a wild card. China opened up. And just, as a matter of fact, this month, decided that they're going to stop the required antigen testing to enter the country. So therefore, travel can pick up. And I think a lot of things they did, especially back at the end of 2022, to reopen was based on the economic ramifications rather than the reality of what they were trying to do, which is stop this virus. There's some reports, and we talked about this on DH Unplugged, and went back and forth on the idea that there was some discussion about what was going on in, in, in that there was 2 million excess deaths caused at the end of the year between, I think it was December and January, when they took the restrictions off. Whether that's true or not, point is they don't seem to care as much as they did about their COVID zero policy. It's more about let's not get into an economic zero situation but as they're doing this, and it is not really being picked up too well, it's going to take some time. It's starting to trickle into the rest of the world economic condition. Something that we're watching. One of the big things that we saw last month from, let's say, going back to July and then through August was in July, we saw the dollar dip down as economic numbers started to get a little bit better. People were, you know, interestingly enough, uh, there was a lot less concern um, in August, we saw yields kick up dramatically, right? So, so things weren't doing as well into the beginning of July 
And um, that was good for the markets. That was good for bonds, good for emerging markets, good for real estate, good for interest-sensitive types of instruments. And then what happened was August came around and everybody's like, wait a second. Things look like they're getting a little bit better. And maybe the Fed's going to raise again. This idea that was this hawkish Fed came out again. It was brewing up and starting to, to, to really get into the mainstream headline style media. And that then created higher bond yields. It created a higher dollar. And one of the things it did not do was take down oil. Crude oil closed above $85 on um, last week, on last Friday, a couple of days ago. And what that means is that gas at the pump, yes, it is going up. Down here in Florida, 375. I was in Utah last, last week, 425 for 85 octane. And it's going to be going up a lot of other places. The chemicals and all the petrochemical related types of things that are produced, which is a wide range are going to see more inflationary pressures. Why is all this happening? Probably a little bit of the strategic petroleum reserves being refilled. Probably there is uh, some strength in some of the economies out there. Of course, OPEC pulling strings on the marionettes. That's something as well. On the other hand, we have weakness in China. That's not necessarily causing that to, to really spike. But, uh, you know, we do see that the the... The requirement is increased, and we're in the summer. There's a lot more driving and travel going on. I would say that probably we're starting to peak a little bit towards the next two months in oil, and then we'll probably, if all things considered, stay about the same. It'll start rolling back over a little bit. But putting that into our calculus of what is going to be inflation over the next few months, you're likely to see headline a little bit higher than we would expect because the economy is improving a bit. Wages are still going up, and commodity prices are following along. Rents are not really going down, which is a big part of the overall CPI. You know, the the, the cost of living and, and, and housing and, and, and uh, overhead, if you will, roof-style living, right? <laughs> That's going up. Something to consider. All right, what else is going on? Uh, we saw that oil, we saw that... Um, there, there are some uh, really interesting things happening with regard to um, the retail environment where, you know, the roving gangs are going out there and shrinkage. We're hearing all these new things, which is the new excuse just because, you know, we're not seeing a lot of sales. We saw companies like Foot Locker just get absolutely obliterated and Dollar General getting smoked. We saw all the, I would say, the lower end of not high end retail, but lower end really not doing so well. Alternative places being looked at to buy. Meanwhile, Amazon's doing pretty darn good, right? I mean, you know, you see, like, that's really cool. But, you know, when you see that um, that this is happening, we realize that there is this divergence in the haves and the have-nots once again, which is going to cause a problem, mark my word. But this situation that is brewing right now is really problematic because retail is having really good areas of benefit for some, we saw Lululemon come out and beat, and that was a good number. And again, we saw that um, you know several of the of the lower um, uh, and lower price style of retail companies really hurting, doing pretty bad. Something to watch because that is an economic signal, and the reality is that we're right now saying, ah, who cares about that? But there's something to be said about exactly what is going on with regard to. All ends of the retail spectrum, consumer confidence, 
dropped down pretty significantly last month, and that was another reason that markets were excited because, you know, if consumer confidence comes down, people are going to pull back. They're going to retrench, they call it. And if they retrench, what's going to happen is they're not going to spend. At least that's the theory. Everything is upside down, backwards, inside and out right now. And, and, that, and that's the problem. The economy is not really acting properly. What is happening is, as we know, we're coming out of not only a lockdown, which is still pretty recent, into a situation where the Fed was overbearing and is still there. I mean, listen, if Poppy wants to keep on giving us money, we're going to spend it. Thank you, Poppy. And that's what it is. Daddy Sugarbucks. Jay Powell. Anyway, today I want to talk about trading. I want to talk about something that we haven't talked about in a long time, which is day trading. We've got a great guest coming up, so let's let's get right to that. And our guest today is my old friend, Fausto Puglisi. He is the uh, one of the original Soge Bandits. He was a day trader back in the early 90s and was one of the first independent traders to take advantage of the direct access trading technology. And he acquired a wealth of knowledge from years of hands-on experience, beginning in the trenches, working side-by-side -side with some of the most practiced and successful traders in the industry. And then he retired at a young age and said, you know, we're going to turn around and we're going to write some books. We're going to teach people. We're going to do that. We're going to have a school. We're going to make people rich. So, man, it's been a while, my friend. How are you? What's going on? Dude, it's so great to hear from you, Andrew. I know. <laughs> how long have I known you? I've known you forever. At least got to be at least 30 years, I would say I, yeah, now. 25, 30 years, I, something like that. Yeah. At least then. I, I mean, know. We go way back. Yeah, I'm looking at your picture. You still got your 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 Italian thick bush of hair on top of your head. No grays yet, right? Uh, no, the grays are starting to come in. <laughs> I don't know what happened. It hit me like in one year. You know, I, I turned 50 and all of a sudden it's like everything's falling apart. Yeah, I understand. You know? Wait till you get to my age. 58 is all over. You still look great, though. That's fine. <laughs> must be the sun. Must be the, must be the Florida yeah, weather. Yeah, the good, the good, good sun and, and good. You know what? I, I figure. You know what? It's got to be good. If you have put alcohol to like cleanse, like cuts and stuff, put it inside your body in the form of whiskey and vodka, and it maybe you know gets rid of all the bad stuff on the insides. That's how the Mexicans do it. They just <laughs> drink tequila. You know, and they say that kills everything. <laughs> hey, let's talk. I want to talk about a variety of things, and I want to talk about uh, just to set the stage so people understand. You know, there's different types of trading, right? There's there's things. Um, that you hear about out there is whether it's stocks or it's futures or it's currencies or options and even cryptos, but there's still within all of those, we'll call them products. There are all sorts of different ways of trading. There's buy and hold. There's people that just go short. There's, um, you know, doing things with uh, uh, combos or arbitrage. There's, there's uh, day trading, there's flipping, there's uh, scalping. There's all sorts of different ways of, of, in a way, skinning the same cat, right? Some people like the action. Some people abhor the action. Some people say, hey, you know what? If I can get in and out, make some money, I'm happy as a clam. Some people are like, you know what? Just let it bake and just let it go like the Ron Paul Peel, you know, set it and forget it and we're done. Mm -hmm. You were on the side, though, of, hey, let's get in and out, generally speaking. You know, from from a, uh, somewhere, I think the three I would I would say, tell me if I'm wrong, but it would be, it would be, it would be uh, scalp, swing, and day trading. Those, would that... Sum it up. It's it, pretty much. It's mainly just uh, just getting into just seeing what the market's doing. Just more just day trading. You know what I mean. But what people have to understand is that you know Andrew is that 
we're like the Marines, you know what I mean? Like we're the first one in, you know, you see what's going on and, you know, and everybody wants to swing trade and we get scared of day trading. You know what I mean? They don't realize that that's how it all starts. It happens over the course of the day and they think it's the most, they think it's the most uh, dangerous out of all types of trading. It's actually not. It's actually the easiest. The hardest thing people do is they start trading options. They start swing trading and they don't realize what happens over the course day, what, what trickles into a swing trade and what trickles into a swing trade trickles into an option. So it's really just more just in and out, making your days pay, and you're in cash. So back in the day, I, I, I met Fausto through uh, Cyber Trading University, and I actually took some courses, uh, did some work, and spent some time understanding, because I want to understand way back when, some of the mechanics of the markets and understanding all the different aspects of, of how trading operates, right? You know, you got to know and understand and appreciate the different types. You may not end up doing all of them, but you know you have to appreciate that. So one of the things I remember was uh, there were rules. There are absolute, no question about it, rules when it comes to you know swing trading or day trading, or actually day trading, I'll say. Um, and and that was a couple of things. First of all, it's, it's, as you mentioned, to make a day's pay. Whether now now this was a while ago. Last time we talked about it. Last I remember, it was like make your two hundred dollars and go home. Now where is it now? That number. It all depends on how much money people want to make and how much you have in an account. But, you know, but, and and that's that's just like, listen, everybody tries to sell people the dream. Oh, I'm a million dollar maker. You know what I mean? And don't realize. <laughs> I, 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 I it's one, two, three. Red, 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 green, orange. Yeah. 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 Red light, green light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all these, you know, and, I'm, and I like up on telling everybody is that, listen, a lot of people I, I train. They're, you know, they're business owners, they're retirees, uh, they want to trade their own IRA, and they just want to just, you know, just make supplemental income. And you could do that. It's not a full-time job. But getting back to what you said earlier, Andrew, I, the, the big thing, the reason why you and I got connected and, and what made you a great uh, investor and, and, and trader is great traders never stop learning. And, what, and one thing that attracted you to me back then is the same thing that's been happening today. Everybody wants to understand how the market works. And like, you know, I'm live at, I, I'm on, you know, I do presentations for NASDAQ all the time. And I talk about their book viewer and I teach people how to use level three and level four. And it's just basically have a seat on the exchange. You know, people realize that you have a seat on the exchange. Right. You could actually see the buyers back then. We had to pay a million dollars to have a seat. Now you're paying $15. You don't want to pay for it. And that's, and it's, and that's, what's catching a lot of steam lately. And, um, well, you know, just, that, just to back up, because some people don't understand what we're talking about. What he's talking about is that, that when you do um, the basic trading, when it says, okay, um, stock XYZ is trading at $42 a share on the bid, $42.10 uh, on the ask. You know, it's, So you're going to buy, if you put a market order in right then and there, you're going to buy at $42.10. Now, you don't know who's presenting that, and maybe you don't care. Uh, if, exactly. you're, if, you, if you're investing for the long haul for the next 20 years, you don't care if it's $42.10 or $42.35. It doesn't matter. Who cares about the 10 cents, right? You know, right. Fausto right. cares about the 10 cents. And, and he wants to know, you know, what level of offer is this? Is it a lot of shares coming out? Now, explain what you mean by the old days you had, you know, how you saw things. And then today, understanding um, how you visually see who's setting those parameters and what's behind it. Well, everybody wants to know when's BlackRock buying it. Where's Goldman? Where's Merrill? Where's where's the where's the dark pools? Where's the algorithms? Where's the you know you hear all these things? High frequency trading. That's basically what I, I kind of do. And what happens is that 
when you were mentioning the bid and offer where there's a buyer at 40 and, and a seller at 40, 40 and, and, and a dime, it's not, it's not who's at 40. It's who's at 39.50. Who's at, you know, like when you're looking at a chart and you see these supports and resistance levels, what you have to understand is that that support resistance level was made by a buyer and the resistance is made by a seller. The question is, Sometimes those past support resistance is not always indicative of the future. So you have to look and see down the depth of the market, because even though the bid's at 40 for, let's say, 100 shares, there might be a 300,000 share buyer at like 3950. Mm -hmm. So why go out there and buy it at 40 when the real buyer is at 3150? And guess what? It's going to go down to 3150. You know what I mean? Of 3950, whatever it is. You got to know where the big block orders are. And that's where the you know, level three and level four come in. And that's when you, one thing that attracted you back then, because I was showing you, you know, like, like, holy crap, like, you know, I want to, you know, I, I know about indicators. I know this and that. Problem with indicators is that that's a legger. It's not a leader. You want to look at the future. You got to look where the orders are in the future, you know, and that's why you need those right tools. So if you're trading today's markets, you know, it's not going to hurt you to see, you know, everyone says, well, I want to read the future. Well, well, screw what's going on with the past because let's see who's look. Let's see if those same guys in the past are there in the future. It's all about Andrew following the money. And that's how I was trained when I started 30 years ago. The only difference from today and uh, and, and 30 years ago is oh, you don't got to get licensed uh, and you don't got to, you don't got to pay thousand dollars right. a month for the software and all that crap. But, but what about, what about the algos? You know, if you, uh, these days you could set up algos to actually, we'll call it drip out sales, right? So, so I come in and, and, and if I don't hide behind a dark pool or I don't go to any kind of um, alternative, um, alternative route, you know, route or even internal uh, an internal swap trade, right? So let's say I'm, I'm right in the market, right? I'm right out there, right out there, visible. Right. Um, you know, this algorithmic automatic, you know, the old days you had to do this manually, right? You know, put a thousand in, put it, and pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it, put that one in, hold that one, pull it, you know that. Today, this algorithmic trades, it will, will essentially allow for me to drop, let's say, you know, I'm just picking a number, 5,000 shares, which isn't a lot, but 5,000 shares in the market, drip it out at 250 shares at a time with a range of, let's say, uh, 25 cents in the market and do it over a two-hour period. Yeah, well, that's that's called refreshing, okay? So what happened, what, what, you can see all that in time and sales, which is another tool that a lot of your listeners probably neglect to use because, because, it, because it moves so fast. You got to remember, there are over, I don't know, 20,000 stocks that are trading, NASDAQ probably controls about 50% of the volume in it in the, in the market on those stocks. You could see all those orders actually happening. You could see all that, what you're talking about, the drip, drip, drip. You could see what, you know, people out there that are bidding for it. Um, the, the, the reason why trading is such a big failure rate, you know, because it is, it is pretty high, is that how successful is somebody going to get in a car that never got taught how to drive a car? You know, it's right. the same thing. Right. If you know how to, it, but but you got to have the right tools. And these are things that when, when I start showing people, you know, how to do, you know, when they see it, they're like, holy crap. I mean, it makes perfect sense. The hardest thing to teach, like, like, honestly, Andrew, like I, when I teach my traders, like not only following the orders is big, you know, we could talk a little bit about it, but like, it's more about controlling losses. You know what I mean? It's like the greed, the discipline, you know, that's really becomes more of the failure rate of the industry, but majority of the people are failing because they just don't know where the money, they just stop, you know, they're trading stocks and moving, moving way too fast. Right. They're trading a style that is way out of their league. You know what I mean? They're trying to take shortcuts. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe I'll trade an option and like, why go risk all this? I'm well, like, well, yeah, that, that talks right to the discipline, right? So discipline is often, I would say, emphasized in trading. And, and, and I guess the question is, how can traders maintain discipline in the face of a market that is, you know, volatile, they're right in their face. They got this, you know, these emotional highs, these lows that come in with it. I mean, how do you maintain that? And I'll share with you one thing. One of the things I remember, again, I'm going to bring back 30 years of memory. I don't know where this is coming from, by the way. There was some kind of book. <laughs> There's a presentation that I got from you. And one of the pages, I think it was one of the first pages, it says, in big print, big print, do not hold overnight. Hold overnight, exactly. Big, and they still big, go by that. Big, big, like, and it was like, you know, if it, if it, if you plugged it in, it was like neon lights that would just be flashing all the time. I don't know if that's part of it because sometimes what happens is emotionally like, ah, I'm a little bit down on this trade. You know what? I'll hold it overnight. Or, yeah. hey, I have a nice profit in this trade. Eh, let's see what it does tomorrow. Yeah. So well, that that's... Once you do that, you know, then you're not no longer a day trader. You're now you're a swing trader. So what happens is that people try to mix. You know what I mean? Like when you swing trade, it's done into design. When you do a long-term trade, it's done to design. What happens? Someone jumps in a position and they think that you're, you know, like there's a stock today we traded, a stock ADTX. It ran from $10 to $80 in about two hours. You wow. know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. There, there, there's a bunch of them that we trade. It was another one yesterday. Fundamentally yeah. a sound reason, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> the short squeeze. It was all short squeezes. Of course, yeah, of course. That was one of the things that you you were talking about the all these side styles. Yeah, shoot, there was one even the other day when uh, yesterday went from two to like almost twenty. But these are short squeezes. You know what I mean? The question is like somebody might jump into it and hear about it, and they're like, oh, they're down, and they try to do a day trade, and then all of a sudden they, they want to hold it overnight because they don't want to take a loss, and now that's how they blow up their account. The reason why I did that on that piece of paper because I tell everybody cut it out, put it on their monitor to always remind them because those are really the failure rates, the big failure rates of the interest. It's basically nine out of 10 times you'll fail. So why even bother? You know, you can always buy it back tomorrow. That's that's the big thing. That that's that's an important point you just mentioned there. And I don't want to gloss over that because nine out of 10, he just said it. He just said it. 90% of the people that don't follow rules or that are involved in this without the commitment fail, right? Exactly. And that's how people fail. And that's what you have to stay away from. But, you know, but that comes in with experience that comes with time. Like, like when I teach, when we teach our students at Cybertree University, like we coach our students, like we do one-on-one -on -one coaching with them. We'll review their journals with them. And, you know, sometimes you, someone's got to be the adult in the room and has to tell you, you know, what you did and right and wrong. Like, like when I, when we train our traders, like, I, like, I don't, I don't focus on the winners. You know what I mean? Like, like getting back to a car, Andrew, like, I didn't expect you to crash. I, you know, you, I mean, you know, always pat you on the back. I'm worried about you crashing the car. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, whatever, whatever we're going to talk about, say, no, 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 don't go this way. No, no, no. You're expecting, you know what you're doing. Trading, you're supposed to be expecting, you're supposed to do well. It's the, it's the, it's the losers that people have to learn from. And then when you really train somebody, you got to work with small shares, small lots. You're going to yeah. lose in trading. It's part of the game. Right. The question yeah. is, you know, that's how you learn. You yeah. lose, you know, yeah. and the goal is, Losing is not a bad thing. It's right. a good thing. Well, it's, it's you how know much why you did it? Don't do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. don't do it again. You're fine. Right. Hey, hang on. What do, I want to talk about interactive brokers. So give me a second to uh, do that. We'll come right back. I want to talk about with you um, issues of bias and AI and, and, and competition and things of that nature. But let's first talk about interactive brokers. Because interactive brokers charges margin loan rates from 5.83% to 6.83% rate of the lowest margin fees by stockbrokers.com. Their clients can also earn extra income by lending their fully paid shares 
of stocks. It's just so easy to do. Join interactive brokers' clients from over 200 countries and territories around the world to invest in stocks, options, futures, funds, bonds, globally. Minimize your cost to maximize your returns. Rates, of course, are subject to change. Learn more at ibkr.com slash compare. All right, we're back with Fausto Puglisi from Cyber Trading University, CTU. Um, hey, Fausto, I, we left off on the, on, on the conversation of, of failure rates and things of that nature, but I want to ask you about, um, I, I remember, you know, back in the days that we're searching for what's that, what's that golden ticket? You know, what is that? Can I program something just to run? Uh, or, or, you know, uh, do I just buy at 9.30, sell at 10.30 every single day, be done with it, or whatever it was. There was, there was, there was these neuro programs. Remember these? These neural self-learning, self-adjusting, self-adapting, early day AI type of programs that were out there. I, there I, there's, there's a lot of them out there, Andrew. You know, at the end of the day, people have to realize that, you know, there's this thing that's called autopilot. Like you probably heard Tesla's got auto driving. Is everyone jumping out tomorrow and buying it? You gotta before you do that, you still gotta learn how to drive the car. You know what I mean? Like you, even though the, these things were out there, these the, these AIs and stuff like that, you still gotta you know you want to know why it's doing it, what it's doing. You gotta know why it's buying, why it's selling. It's like your investors out there. You know, it's like you don't have to day trade. Like you don't have to do that, but you should know how the market works. You should know how these brokerage firms, why they're not, why they're charging you free tickets. You know, how do they make money? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about, Fausto? It's all free. Yeah, everything's free. It's like electric. It's like when you plug your Tesla in or your electric car, you know, where's electric come from? The wall, obviously. The wall produces electric. It's not, there's no, there's no, there's no burn of fossil fuels or anything of that nature. It's all clean right from the wall. It's a, but it's free, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, because you don't see because you're not right. putting your credit card in there, right? You know so, what I mean? Like, so, but when it comes to, um, you know, some of this, I, I, I agree with you 100% because it's like, I've always thought when you, when you use Excel, if you don't know mathematics behind it, you may be able to get away with a few parts and components of Excel, but the totality of the power of it is the use of it to, to, to really accentuate the things you already know and how to do, and then utilize that to learn even more. Because if you don't even know what, if you don't even know what you don't know, what's the point of all of it, right? So let's talk about um, a bias issue because this is something that I think a lot of people don't realize they have. I know there's a lot of listeners we have that are biased one way or another when it comes to the markets. They're like, hey, you know what? It's rigged. By the way, I've always, and, and I've come to this conclusion about 10, 10, 12 years ago, if it's rigged, and it's rigged for the benefit of buyers, why don't you just get involved anyway, <laughs> right? You know yeah. what I'm saying? If it's rigged and that the Fed's not going to let it go down, theoretically, or it's rigged because the government's not going to let it, or it's rigged because they're doing buybacks, okay, so hop on, as opposed to saying, no, it's rigged, I'm not going to get involved in that. I don't want to make money if it's going to be rigged like that. But the bias is out there, both sides, right? Bullish, bearish. How do people do away with that when, for example, you're talking about day trading and you see a stock and you're like, hey, I hate that stock. I'm never going to invest in it. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, of course, all the time, every I, day. I've been in that store. They suck. What, how, do you get a, how do you get rid of those biases? 
So, so, so this, listen, so I was on a panel um, about a couple of months ago and I had this, uh, I had this anti-trader, the analyst, you know, typical analyst guy trying to tell me what's going on. And he's like, oh, what, what, what about the, uh, what about the, the spoofing and all that? I said, is it spoofing illegal? How do you get caught with a million dollars or whatever it is? I said, listen, if you really, listen, if you really think there's something illegal going on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why are you even in the business? Just get out of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you really think, you know what your problem is? I tell them, you just don't know how to play the game. It's a game. Yeah, that's, that's all correct. it is. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, like, like, like look at COVID, right? You know what? You know what people like got that, that thought they, they hit it. They're like the best traders in the world because they <laughs> you mean like Dave Portnoy. You mean like Dave yeah. Portnoy? Yeah, exactly. All of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They thought they they they, they hit they, they hit lotto. Now all of a sudden they're crying like I don't understand. I'm not making money. I'm like, dude, you got lucky. The market crashed. I remember I, I remember t- I, I put one on my Instagram. I took a picture with the Dow Jones with uh with, with down three three thousand points. You know, going into the close. I mean, like, what, what do you think is going to happen? Of course, it's going to be a bounce. The question is, get at the right time. There's always going to be opportunities. You know, catastrophes eventually make opportunities. What you need to understand is those are the days that you do. You know that that you know, buy, buy those nice cars and whatever, but, the, but you want to survive in this industry. You just got to know how to play the game. And most people don't understand how to play the game. And that's why when I tell everybody, you don't have to day trade, but you should at least understand how it works because it's what happened over the course of the day is what trickles in what you're looking at. Cause people right. come back and like, I don't understand why is Tesla up today or it's up tomorrow. Well, did you see that there was a hundred thousand share buyer bidding it up? And they're like, how do you see that? They're like, exactly. That's why you got to come. <laughs> right, right. You got to do it. Yeah. So um, let's talk about the, the, you know, the the little guy and, and competition. How can the average guy in a world that we have all this technology and and, and bots and, and AI and um, algos and the list goes on and, and you're dealing with these professionals that are just, you know, pretty, pretty serious dudes. How is the average guy going to compete with that in, in a market um, as deep as it is that we have today? Andrew, people, listen, we are the ants on the floor. They don't give a crap about you and me. They got to move millions of shares. You go, you got to, you know, when, when there's a stock that's moving, you know, and there's some action, a company comes out of earnings. If it was, if it was, you know, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, a plug or marrow, any of the crypto stocks or in the AI stock, you think they really care about uh, 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 he's trying to make a couple of hundred dollars from you. These guys got orders that have to move 100, 200, 300,000 shares. You know, when, 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 when we trade without traders, we really just focus on the big percentage gainers and losers, right? Every day is a new adventure. You know what I mean? It's, you know, that's really like, like you and I were just talking about fishing. You know, once you know where they are, you, you know, they're not always in the same spot. They keep moving. You just got to know where to go. You got to know where no, Get ahead of them is what you need to do. Especially right, when it comes, get ahead of especially when it comes to tuna. Yeah. And, and, and listen, you, you and I being a fisherman, right? You think you could just go out there without no, without, without no uh, GPS and no radar or. I did. You back, know, or, I did back in the day, but no, not these days. No. Yeah, but you, but and that's why you upgraded and you got the boat that you got. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's like, you know, you know where to look, you know how to read, you know the timing. But like some people want to, like, hey, can you teach me fishing? And all of a sudden they go out there and I'm like, oh, this sucks. I don't catch anything. And I'm like, because I got to teach you how it works. So, but if you surround yourself with a great captain and a great team, you know, as long as you love trading, you'll figure it out. But getting out to your point where you said earlier, 
you don't have to kill it in this industry. Don't worry. If you're trading something, you know, m- m- most people are trading things, uh, stocks that are way out of their league. That's really what it comes down to it. And they trade these brand names like these Amazons, the, these uh, NVIDIAs and these Apples. You know, there are other stocks out there that are less risk with more reward. That's why, like, if you're watching me trade and you saw earlier, I don't trade these crazy brand name stocks. You deal with the best traders on Wall Street. That's where the algorithms are. Trade something a little bit more controllable. It's moving, you know. And it's moving percentage wise. That's where it comes down to it. And that's where a lot of people make their big mistakes. And then when I, you know, I remember, I've told you this before too. One of the things that I, I remember very distinctly was I first started one of your courses and you were doing, you know, trading at, let's, I think it was 830 in the morning or whatever the time it was, pre-market. And you yeah, were showing, pre-market. yeah, you were showing all sorts of stuff and you were going through the different, you know, level two, threes and all the different stuff that was back then with the ECNs and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, right, uh, bring back yeah. some memories. And um, so, so you would be, you know, showing that, but you would do these live trades. I was freaking out. I'm like, dude, he just put on a trade for just to, to show us. I'm like, he's going to lose all this money. And it was like, you know, I was like, oh, relax. It's controlled. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but, but the, the, the art of trading, the art, I think, I think what you're saying is in, in terms of this, and, and I, I, again, I'm all in favor of, of however you want to work and make money, as long as you do it in an appropriate manner. Uh, and, and and you do it with discipline and, and you do it with with you know a, a clear head. But the the thing that that you mentioned here and and how you uh, go about this, it's not like you're doing this so you can be on Instagram necessarily with the Lambo, right? You know, with the with the with the with the path, bathtub full of champagne that you're diving into. This is right. this is you know, hey, I want to make extra money, whether it's income or um, add to my wealth. Um, make a few dollars a day. And the, and the truth of the matter is the main trading of your day is only in the morning and the afternoons anyway, right? Well, yes, that's the most volatile time. You probably remember I had like, I had a, and I still, I still, you know, get, sell them stuff, but I had like this, this clock. Remember this, uh, I had this, uh, this uh, day trading clock tells mm-hmm. you like the best times the worst time to trade. It's usually like the first hour and the last half hour. Um, you know, it's like, and, ba- it's and- like a basketball game. Yeah, it's it, you know, and and the middle of the day, you know, listen, there's always something that pops in the middle of the day, whatever news might come out, whatever, just like what happened recently with uh, the news that came out with with the FTC or the SEC regarding oh, yeah, with the crypto, yeah, with crypto, yeah, and like Mara, Riot, and Coin all took off. It was a really nice run. I mean, you'll have that time to time. But what you were mentioning earlier is that 90% of, 95% of people didn't even know they could trade pre-market. I mean, I'm live every morning at 9 a.m. on YouTube and people see this stuff and they're like, they're freaking out, you know, and it, it, you just, and, and then they realize that a lot of brokerage firms, they do offer, but they don't give them access to it and they just got to ask for it. But, you know, there's, there's a reason for a reason why they do that not. But the thing is, the, the brokerage firms make their money you know, by trading against you, you know, and, you know, and that's why they give you free tickets. Yeah. You sure. just gotta know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And then, and it's okay. You know, listen, everyone has a right to make money. You know what I mean? And, and the thing you have to understand is I always tell my traders that, listen, if you look for free stuff, don't not come to me because you're wasting your time because that means that you're not going to make any money in trading. Nobody works for free. You don't work for free. Nobody works for free, you know, but you don't got to, you don't have to blow a lot of money. You know, you just got to be careful, you know, and just got to listen to a couple of people, understand the game. And, and and you'll 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 figure it out, but you got to be patient. So Fausto Puglisi, he teaches uh, day trading, and he gives you lessons on the insights and understanding of the markets, the fundamentals, more of the markets themselves, and the mechanics of the markets. How can people get in touch with you? 
Uh, well, listen, I'm live on YouTube every morning at 9 a.m. and I'm at 2.30. Just go to go to cybertrainversity.com. You could also- He said, you, you by the way, he's, he's a New Yorker. He slurred through that. It was Cyber Trading ah. University. Cyber. We're always in a rush here. <laughs> Cyber Trading University. Or you could, um, like I said, you could come and visit our website. Um, you guys got a free trial. You could join us in our trading room. I know you've been in there yeah, a few times. Sure. And just listen, just, you know, like one of the big things that we do, um, Andrew, is like we don't really, we like, we don't tell anybody what to buy and sell. We teach people how to think for themselves. So, and I always tell people, don't judge us on a winner. Judge us on, you know, how people, how they control their losses. And and see if it's for you. The, the worst thing that could happen is that you find out if it's for you or not. But don't be scared to get involved. And, you know, and not only that, but we always encourage everybody, listen to other people, listen what they're going on. But, you know, but you're going to have to make an investment in yourself. You might have to take a couple of courses with certain people here and there. Don't believe this, this bull crap that you can go out there and, oh, but they do this for free and that for free and that, you know, it's not, it doesn't go like that. You, you know, when you want, when you really want to learn, you need someone's going to take you under their wing, got to be part of a team and you someone's going to coach you and everything else because trading is like a family and a team. And that's, yep. and that's really, what it comes down to it because it's not for everybody right. and that's okay. You know, as long as someone's going to be honest with you. But uh, come down and see what we got. And I think uh, I think we'll be happy. And you'll see why we're going for every broker awesome. firm. Can't wait to have you down here fishing again, my friend. Fausto Puglisi from Cyber Trading University. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Andrew. It's been right. a great fight being with you. Thanks. And that's going to wrap it up for this Labor Day weekend, for this show that uh, is leading into what I would say the end of the year, right? We're not at the Santa Claus rally yet. We're not at that magical time period where everything just seemingly elevates, but we're going to probably have to get through this slow slog of the end of the summer. People hatching and waking back up from the beach, from the warmth, playing out the rest of the year that they have left in terms of uh, the, the outdoors. And that is into the end of September. And then it all starts to really get back. I mean, yes, after Labor Day, usually it was the bell that rang. It was the... The bell that in New York, when I lived, it was the Jerry Lewis telethon all day Labor Day, and then school started the next day, and that was always rough. That doesn't happen anymore. For I don't go to school, and there's no telethon. But uh, what happens is that the bell does ring, and we start seeing some volumes pick up once again. And that's going to continue on through the month of September. And as we get le later part of that, we start getting into the, the whole idea that we got that end of year and how are things going to shape up. October being one of those months, that's a little bit uh, shaky. But really, September, most people don't think this. September is the month that you have to really watch out for on average when it comes to markets. So we'll see what happens with that. In the meantime, go over to thedisciplinedinvestor.com. Check out all the things that we have to offer. I will say to you that really some of the things that we have coming up in terms of our, our new portal for clients and and, and the reporting and the things that we have and how we're allocating assets, this is a great time to become a client of Horowitz and Company. So all you have to do, just, just start the conversation. All you have to do is start the conversation. And, and we'll figure out a way to get in touch. I'll call you personally. We'll talk with you, your spouse, your family. We'll talk about what's going on, your, your goals, your ambitions, your outlook, what you want to do, how you've done, what you want to do in the future. We'll figure out how to best invest your money for you. Monitor it over time. Get you towards that place of financial security. Go over to the Disciplined Investor Dot com, the disciplinedinvestor.com and click on ask Andrew or any of the contact us. You just start the conversation. We'll take it from there. Thanks for joining me today and every week. I'll see you again soon.
discussed in this podcast should be considered a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Past performance is no indication of future results. In addition, the information presented is not intended to be used as a sole basis of any investment decisions, nor should be construed as advice designed to meet the individual needs of any particular investor. Nothing herein constitutes legal, accounting, or tax advice or individually tailored investment advice. Remember, investing involves substantial risk. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results and a loss of original capital may occur. No one receiving or accessing this information should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence, including carefully reviewing any applicable prospectuses, press releases, reports, and other public filings of the issuer of any securities being considered. Please consider this for educational purposes only. As always, use your best judgment when investing. Horowitz & Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training. Advertisements are not related to the host or affiliates and are not considered recommendations by the host of the show or any affiliates of Horowitz & Company.